today's episode, we're looking at WordPress's new developer blog. How's Divi doing? I saw a video the other day that asks, is Divi dead? Don't tell Raquel that. Wordle for WordPress and a whole heck of a lot more coming right up on the WP Minute. Hi, this is Rob Howard, the publisher of Master WP. As you know, one of our missions is to bring lots of new voices into WordPress and tech. That's why we're excited to announce our new Master WP workshop library with the goal of helping WordPress fans become WordPress experts. We've got a lineup of live and recorded sessions coming up in fall 2022. Check it out at workshops.masterwp.com and use the code WPMinute10 to get 10% off your registration. We'll see you there. We're back with some long form news today in place of what normally comes out, which is the Wednesday, I call it the Wednesday script for most people listening, now watching, it's the Wednesday news at the WP Minute. It's your favorite five minutes of WordPress news. Every Wednesday, I'm joined today by the WP Minute's editor, Eric Karkovac. Eric, welcome back. Welcome to the new show. Welcome back to the old show all at the same time. This video thing's freaking me out. I can't wait to, to see the results. And thank <laughs> you for having me, by the way. He's saying that because we're using a new tool today. I'm not going to mention the name because we're, we're constantly trying new things. And uh, the video quality degrades when recording. So we, I, I just see a bunch of pixels when I look at Eric. Maybe he's seeing the same thing. But we're going to break down some of the top WordPress news that we've seen. Eric, let's start with this WordPress blog for developers. I feel like it's always been there, but not really. What's the difference? Yeah, so previously for developers, if you wanted to find out information on new features or coming changes, you'd have to really dig through the make WordPress blogs and there are various ones for different teams and departments. This kind of centralizes what they're doing now. Information that is geared directly toward developers. Here's what's happening. Here's the latest change. Hey, theme authors, you may want to take a look at this or that that's coming out in the next version along with some, looks like some tutorials as well. It's nice to see because I think that's been one of the things lacking with WordPress is good communication developers. We, we kind of need the folks who are building our themes and plugins to have the latest information on what's happening and how they can best create their products. We pull in a lot of make news into the, the WP Minute. And uh, yeah, maybe I'm just so used to it now. There's like those six or seven blocks that you go and you see like community design development. Um, accessibility, marketing. I think there's, a, there's obviously a couple others, documentation. And yeah, it's always been something that I've been able to navigate, but I can certainly see this moving in, in the right direction. It looks nice. <laughs> That's my two cents. Like I like the new the design and, and the readability of the, whole, of the whole thing. That's really cool. And it's slotted under the top navigation or the parent navigation of Learn. I think like this is .org's attempt. I think, I kind of know <laughs> that this is .org's attempt to sort of blanket the blanket the larger WordPress community to come here and say, hey, look, you can you can learn here too. Like it's not just dig through the docs, but you can learn because somebody's gonna write and craft a a well written educational post. Exactly. And I think that's gonna be beneficial for everybody. But just as someone who builds websites, I I can look at this and, you know, automatically get a feel for what what's coming and what, what I need to know about new versions and things like that. Whereas before digging through those documentation files was just very painful. And uh, it's often up to the community at large to kind of spread the word about these things. 
WordPress really should be offering a little bit more of its own original content as well. So this has been good to see. The next article we want to draw attention to is Divi 5.0 sort of I'm going, to sum it, I'm going to distill it down to sort of rebuilding itself <laughs> using Gutenberg. Divi's been around since forever. It's cer certainly one of those things like all page builders go through, except for maybe Beaver Builder, where you see yourself live long enough in this ecosystem, you become the enemy. <laughs> and I think like a lot of page builders go through this. Gutenberg actually just came out of the gate as the enemy. <laughs> and now I think people have sort of warmed up to it. So it, it took like the inverse approach. But uh, Divi's certainly been around forever. It's good to see that. I, I, look, I'm happy. And Raquel, who's on our team, works for, for Elegant Themes. She does community for Elegant Themes and a whole bunch of other stuff. So one, I'm happy that she's working at a place that's reinvesting in, in technology. I'm happy that Divi, I'm happy that Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, look, I love it that all of these plugins are still in existence because you don't want one solution in this market. You want any solutions. Say what you want about any page builder. If you're surviving in this space, you're getting a you're getting a, a standing ovation from me. What are your any thoughts from you on rebuilding and sort of taking a more Gutenberg approach to Divi? Yeah, I, I like it because it's folks who use this this builder and their the theme, they're going they're going to want to keep up with the latest technology. They're going to want to keep up with WordPress. So if they kept going on the same route for the next five years, people who use Divi may be falling very far behind in terms of what's what's possible with React and the different uh, user interfaces that are being built today. So it's nice to see that they're taking this step. They're going to kind of not worry about features for right now. They're going to worry about just rebuilding the underlying framework of it and hopefully release something that is a little more compatible with Gutenberg and kind of fits in more with modern WordPress than it does right now. If you go to the tavern, <clears throat> Sarah wrote it up. Like they show the the chart of Divi's growth, or let me just see what this says. Divi usage st statistics, and, and up until the right, all the way up until what looks like April twenty twenty one, it took a minor dip um, in in usage. But man, it's still a hugely prominent piece of software. And you, you shouldn't discount it. I was, I was looking at, I haven't heard much from the Beaver Builder guys. I'm really, I was really friendly with them. I hope I still am friendly with them. But it's great to see that they're still, that they're still out there. And I think that that's the, the type of software that's going to survive is the one that is supporting its customer base, is not always trying to chase the shiny object, which is super hard in the tech landscape like this. And, and of which of Gutenberg just changing and full site editing, WordPress changing all the time. Again, I, I just, I'm, I'm happy to see these, these pieces of software surviving and continuing to thrive in this crazy landscape. I was going to say, it's, you said that the growth has kind of flattened a bit. And, but yeah, I mean, there's still over 2 million live websites, according to the article, that are using it, nearly 2.5 million. So it's, it's, it's out there and there are a whole lot of sites that depend on it. So, we need it to make sure that it's it's evolving along with what you know customers are going to want. Good to see. Yeah, WordPress six point one retires default site tagline in favor of empty string. Is, does does Hello Dolly still get shipped with WordPress? It does. That's still. In, oh God, God, get it out. 
<laughs> just get it out of here. It doesn't really have a whole massive impact on me. Is there anything that you see that this really changes for people or is this sort of just like one of these little, these little quips that come and go? I will tell you, I, I have, I'm guilty of forgetting to remove the just another WordPress from there once in a while. And, and you, you look at the site after it launches and you're like, oh God, what did I do? So this just saves a little bit of time. It's one of those things that developers have always had to double check for. So I'm glad they've finally removed it, so, so to speak. They actually added it back as placeholder text. So it's actually a blank line, but you still see the words there. So it kind of brings back a little bit of nostalgia for what was. I think for me, like one of the things that as someone who produces a few WordPress podcasts, now what we have to all realize is there's a phrase, WordPress podcasts, can go in many different directions when it comes to putting it into a search engine. Right? A user might be looking how to start a podcast on WordPress, which is largely what people are looking for. And then there are the few people, like those watching and listening, who actually want to listen and tune into a WordPress podcast. <clears throat> and the challenge with that phrase is, and, and maybe this actually helps me in the long run, is that Google scoops up so many random uh, WordPress websites that have a podcast in the title or a blog post about it, and it serves it up. Because again, the nature of WordPress has this RSS for what? Every, you can put slash RSS on any anything, right? <laughs> a, a category, a tag, the homepage, archive pages. And Google just finds random sites with podcasts and an RSS feed and says, oh, this is the WordPress podcast you were looking for. It's like, no, I was looking for the WP Minute. And I'm hoping, maybe, this is a slight boon to that to my my search woes you're not being able to find real wordpress podcasts i don't know time will tell you got this other link this was amazing i really i don't want to put the cart before the horse i think that's how the saying goes this post that mike McAllister did about a decentralized platform social media network powered by all these little wordpress sites that connect up to it is something that i was like yes this open press thing is what he calls it it's really just in a, what, what, what do you call it? Like just a, not even a design phase. It's just a idea phase, right? This open, open press, but sort of latching on to, well, the pending demise of Twitter, activity pub, RSS. I mean, this is stuff that I've been living for over a decade with WordPress and with podcasting. This looks really cool. And I'd love to see something like this come to fruition. I'd actually wager that you'll probably see this happen sooner in core WordPress than a third-party developer. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on this open press concept? It actually reminds me of the old school web rings. You Remember those? You'd put them on the bottom of your little GeoCities page and mm -hmm. it would take you to a random site that was somehow related. But I, I, I like this concept because we have this great publishing platform to basically express whatever we want to express we have the ability to syndicate through RSS. Why not utilize that and allow other WordPress websites to subscribe, so to speak, to what we're writing? Basically, the concept here is, say we have a group of, of websites dedicated to WooCommerce snippets to help improve your, your online store. You could actually Im install this conceptual plugin, OpenPress, and the content you would write would be syndicated and be able to, and other websites would be able to subscribe to what you're writing. 
So on my site, I could have five articles about WooCommerce. Your site could subscribe to that and would also show those same five articles along with any others you subscribe to. Kind of a neat idea. I, I, I think it, it it's something that would help get good quality content out there. And I'm not sure it's going to overtake Twitter anytime soon, but it, at least it could give people an alternative. I, I, I think it's very fascinating. And I, I think uh, Alex Standiford actually came out with another kind of iteration of this where he said, well, why don't we just push everything from WordPress to our social networks? Why don't we use like post formats or something like that to say, okay, this type of post will automatically go to Twitter and Facebook. This will go to Instagram. This will go to LinkedIn or whatever. So I think people are starting to think about that. And I, I, I believe that's a very good thing for the WordPress community. It might be the next big thing we have. We have Tumblr, right, in our arsenal. We have obviously WordPress. And look, what did the what's what was the shining techno shining technological star in the pandemic or through the pandemic? The QR code. The QR code was written off like freaking ten years ago. <laughs> like nobody was making QR codes, right? And then suddenly, you couldn't touch anything. <laughs> you couldn't walk into a place. You had to stand outside of a plexiglass window to, to look at a menu, and then they just put it on a QR code. We were forced to reuse that technology that largely the world had written off. I mean, I hadn't used a QR code in forever. And what I hope happens now is we start to realize that, look, investing in these, like, God, humans, can we just take a step back? And how many lessons do we have to learn about big platforms owning our content, right? We saw it happen to the music industry uh, 20, 30 years ago. We saw it happen uh, Facebook when they all wanted us to like Facebook pages and then they pulled the rug out on us and said, now you have to pay us to reach 90% of that audience. We've seen it time and time again. The RSS, uh, Spotify and podcasting. I mean, God, I, I live that as, as part of my day job. RSS is there. Publishing your own content is there. And I think, not that I want, I don't want to turn this into a super long episode, not that I want Twitter to crash and burn because Twitter has powered my career for many years. I wanted to survive because I, it's a platform that I, that I was able to leverage a lot to run this channel, to get jobs, to meet people, to meet you, Eric, without Twitter. We probably would have never met Um so I don't want it to burn, but I want people to realize that that old, boring technology that these big platforms say you don't need anymore, it's the lifeblood of you and me being able to broadcast our content. And these projects like Open Press and the idea that you can use WordPress as a home base to collect your content and then let the platforms tap into it, but you own it. Yeah, man, like that's what, I, that's what I'm here for. That's the WordPress I'm here for. I'm excited for it. Exactly. The you know, pr platforms are going to come and go. There's going to be disruption. Something like this that's open source that has a much better chance of having some staying power and kind of being that home base for all kinds of content creators. Story number five, speaking of things that we'd like to see in WordPress, you wrote a piece for the WP Minute on stuff you'd like to see in WordPress 2023 improve communication from leadership. I think you mentioned that earlier. WordPress product makers working together, the return of small WordCamps. I, to me, yes, I would love to get 
WordCamp Providence, Rhode Island, which is close to me, back in action to see that come back in action. That was the first WordCamps that I had went to. Um, anything else you want to recap on your outlook for 2023 or your hopeful wish list for 2023? Yeah, one of the, the points I... I wanted to make in that post was the stability of WordPress relative to the rest of the world. You know, we've got a lot of crazy stuff going on. We've got wars, we've got corporate takeovers, <laughs> yes. we've got uh -huh. people, people are looking for things that they can rely on. And I think that's one thing WordPress has added for a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of content creators. That's something that we shouldn't take for granted. Yeah. Despite we can have our, our WP drama about this and that, but at the end of the day, the, the platform empowers a lot of people. It means a career for a lot of people. And I think that's something we should reflect on a little bit as we head into the new year. I, I, I find that to be, no one's saying that about Wix necessarily. Um, <laughs> I, it, it's something that it, that's important to a lot of people. And I, I, I hope that the other items in that article, the communication, the return of the local events, I, I hope that that we can kind of get back to those things so that we can stay stable for the people who need it most. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I'm looking for all of that and more. Like I I am super hopeful for WordPress aside from like these open press things and and making it the content hub alternative of of large platforms <clears throat> as much as I sort of rail on full site editing or site editing now, whatever my, whatever the new name of it is, I am still super hopeful. Like we haven't even seen sort of that complete version yet of the editing experience for WordPress. And yeah, I hope that all of these page builders survive in their own little ways with their own little pockets of features. And uh, I'm, I, I'm looking at 2023 as really, you know, I feel like we dipped a little bit in 2022 of the excitement of around WordPress. And I think because of the, the, just the, the force of the world and everything that's happening, we'll see a resurgence to WordPress because I, I'm not one of those that are saying that everything's, well, that literally every, literally everything is burning, Eric. I mean, it's hard not to say everything's a dumpster not fire. Burning. Yeah, it's a dumpster fire. Okay, let's let, yes, it's a dumpster fire. There's a lot of people about recession, cutbacks and all this stuff, but I think if anyone's looking at cost savings, investing in WordPress is a, a, a route that you really can't go wrong with. And I, and I think that's what we're going to see again. The same thing we saw in like 2008, 2009, maybe not to the same degree because the economic factors are not the same, even though you can kind of feel, you feel like it's the same. It's not, technically speaking. But we saw a resurgence of WordPress or a surge of WordPress usage back then. We'll see it again, I think, in 2023. You just got to survive. You just got to keep doing the WordPress news to be the number one WordPress news outlet. <laughs> just don't give up. That's all you have to do. Very easy. Very easy. Back to the tavern. Meetup.com removes accessibility overlay in response to WordPress.com community concerns. I don't know much about this topic. I know you brought it into, uh, I saw it in Slack, in the WP Minute Slack. But go ahead, give us the synopsis of what's happening here. Yeah, so meetup.com is, is used by a lot of folks in the WordPress community to power meetups, in-person meetups. And they had added a one of these accessibility overlays that kind of oversells their ability to make a site accessible to everyone. Several folks within the WordPress accessibility team brought their concerns about it. For one thing that, you know, it, that the accessibility overlay, for example, will often kind of repeat 
it's the functionality that a screen reader already has. So it's kind of just a repetitive thing that isn't necessary. Nice to hear that meetup.com is kind of listened to these concerns are actually working on improving the accessibility of the underlying site itself without necessarily needing the overlay anymore. So they're kind of moving that forward. It's just good to see the the community come together and, and kind of steer a longtime partner of the WordPress community kind of in the right direction here, because a lot of people think these overlays are just an automatic way to solve all of your accessibility problems. It's kind of far from the truth as we're learning. So if we can get folks like Meetup to listen, hopefully that means more of the large startups will, will start to follow with that. Does Automatic probably pays a hefty bill to meet up, no? <laughs> there's also that, maybe? I'm sure that has something to do with it. I'm sure there's there's some yeah. sort of financial arrangement there where they would listen to you know them more than some others, but hey, they're listening. That's the point, right? They're like, <laughs> yes. Stop, stop saying stuff like that, Matt. Stop being such a uh, conspiracy theorist. Okay, I, I will. Story number seven, wrapping up a, a fun one. There's a Wordle Press in the works. Wordle. I never got into it. I don't know if you did or not are. Really. No. A fun little game, which I know an indie game designer made and that's got scooped up by New York Times as about as much as I know about it. But now there's a there's one that you can play with that's pulling in just WordPress technical terms, right? I mean it's pulling in things like function names and I don't know, whatever you developers talk about. <laughs> function names and tab spacing versus hitting the space bar and your editor. I don't know. WordPress, what is it? It's, it's really about PHP functions. It's kind of a good way to test your knowledge if you're a developer. I will say that I failed it miserably the times I've tried yeah. it. It's very hard. It's basically you've got four text fields, one for each segment of the, of the function. And it is an interesting challenge. It, it will give you some suggestions. It will give you some some hints. But it, I think it's something fun for developers to try. And I know this is something that you know we, we see with other languages as well. Like there's always some sort of game around it, uh, even when a new CSS feature comes out. And that that's a great way to actually learn what you know how things work. So it's kind of fun to see that it's been adopted into Wordle form. Mm. Wordle, Wordle, check it out. Links will be in the show notes if you want to check that out, the WPMinute.com. You're now watching the WP Minute, I hope, at youtube.com slash at symbol WP Minute. YouTube.com slash at symbol WP Minute. Bear with me while I repaint what was the Plug and Tut channel. We're now lighting this channel up for WordPress news. And we'll have more content on the YouTube channel as well, going back to product overviews, product tutorials, plugin tutorials, I should say, and some other fun video content that we have planned. As always, it's your favorite five minutes, except 25 minutes this week. <laughs> it's your favorite five minutes of WordPress news every Wednesday. Be sure to subscribe, the wpminute.com slash subscribe. If you want to become part of the weekly WordPress news, you want to support us, you want to give back, you want to take part, and seeing how Eric puts the news together every single week right in our private Slack channel, head to thewpminute.com slash support. Or if you're a WordPress agency looking to hire somebody or a WordPress product company, you want to get the word out, you can sponsor a classified listing. I got to think of a better term. I was thinking about this the other day, Eric. Is classified listing, is that like for the old people? 
Do the young kids know what classified listings are these days? Should I call it something else? Promo I, spot. I don't know what the hip term is for that these days. <laughs> I, I grew up term. with newspapers, so classified makes perfect sense to me. But Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Get a classified listing starting at 15 bucks for the week. You can promote your product right in the WP Minute newsletter. Help support us. Keep the lights on. Follow WP Minute editor Eric Karkovec. Karks88 on Twitter if it still exists. Are you on Macedon yet? I'm on there. I have not posted yet. <laughs> That's probably follow how it's going to stay for a while. Yeah. Just, just follow him on Twitter for now. It's, it's not totally shut down. Karks88 on Twitter at the WP Minute on Twitter. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.